Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. We laugh, we laugh. Hey, Mandy. Hey, how are you on this uh, rainy Sunday? This glorious day the Lord has made. I know. You know what? Actually, I kind of like a rainy Sunday because it's a nice, lazy day. You can just chill. I was already like planning out. You, should, you don't you understand. Like before we got on, I was like, what should we eat for dinner? I'm always pre planning my meals, like in my head, just because I like to eat. And I was like, ooh, chili. And I got so excited that we're going to have chili for dinner. The best part of waking up. <laughs> Is deciding what to eat. Yeah, exactly. Forget Folgers. <laughs> <laughs> I have not left my. I have not left my little. Uh, my my new cave. This room that we live in now at my in laws place. I haven't left all morning. I don't know where my fiance's at. He left. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bring me back sustenance. <laughs> I heard the rain pitter patter, and I was like, ooh, an excuse. Let me just stay, <laughs> stay right here. We were out and about all day yesterday. All really? Day. What you guys do? Well, my little baby brother is in town, um, Alex James, as I call him. He's in town for Governor's Ball. You know, okay. that, that, that you know music festival that young folks go to and they stand up all day and watch people sing. I don't yeah. know. No. Not, my, not my cup of tea, but I met up with him and his friend um, back in my old neighborhood for brunch, and that was really nice. He's so grown. I oh, how old is he now? I can't get over it. 24. Ooh. Going on 44. <laughs> When I tell you he was sitting down, I hope his girlfriend doesn't listen, but if you're out there, I'm sorry. He was sitting there talking about how with such conviction, and it's not like that he's always been this way. He's like, I just feel like my purpose is to have kids. I can't wait to start a family. Really? And he's like, I don't care what anybody says. I've always known this. People say you're not supposed to know what you want when you're so young, but I've always known I wanted this. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Congrats, congrats. He always was the more stable one. I was the one who was like, you know, I'm going to move to Chile. I'm going to move here. I'm going to live there. Oh, New York, you know. And, and uh, but um, he's got his, he's got his head on straight, but it's, it's kind of like, you, it, it like takes me aback sometimes by how like serious and adulting he is. Um, I was not that way when I was 24, for sure. Yeah, not at all. I'm trying to think, what was I doing at 24? No, I mean, honestly, I had, there's definitely some moments. I feel like I was way more serious in you my 20s. A, you had a house. Well, wow, like really young though, right? At 25, yeah. But I wasn't, I was, yeah, I was way more serious in my 20s than I am now in my 30s. Like in my 20s, you would have met me and you'd have been like, okay. I was like, yeah, so I have my 401k plan and um, I've got my financial priority. Like <laughs> I had a house, I had like $50,000 in savings, 802 credit score. I mean, I was an adult. And then my mom was like, so what are you going to have fun? And I was like, what's that? You, you and daddy taught me 
to like handle business. I'm handling business. And they were worried because I, because I didn't know that I didn't know how to have fun because my whole life they had taught me to be responsible. And I remember my mom was like, you don't even like, you wear the same clothes all the time, Tiffany. Like, you know, you should go out, have fun with your friends. I'm like, no, I could put that money in savings. <laughs> my parents actually out of desperation gave me $500 to buy new clothes. Meanwhile, I had like tens of thousands in my bank account, but I took it. <laughs> sorry, mommy. Sorry, daddy. And I bought new clothes. But meanwhile, I bought new clothes all on sale, all mixed separates that I could wear with different outfits. I mean, like, yeah. And then when I lost my job during the recession, it shook me up and like made me realize that like you never know what life's going to bring. So to enjoy it. This is true. Yeah, I lost my when I was 24. I had gotten laid off. That was my first. I was 24. right? How old was I when I moved to New York? Who knows? I forget. <laughs> it's been so many years. Um, but yeah, my very first job here, I was laid off. I, I got here and I like got a mattress. I bought an iPhone. I was so excited. And promptly two months after my hire, I was let go as part of like a 10% global staffing. It was at a big magazine, old magazine. Mm-hmm. I can just say it's Reader's Digest. Okay. Um, and yeah, I was completely cut loose and I had like no savings. And that was my, I'm really, I'm really grateful for that though. Cause I feel like it was a perfect wake up call for me. Um, and it was, I mean, it's the entire reason I got into what I do now writing about money. Cause I, you know, had no savings. I wasn't prepared and I was like, well, that's not going to happen again. Um, and just decided that I was never going to, cause you can have, you never know what's going to happen when you work for someone else. You can always be let go, but I just made it my mission to like never, be taken by surprise financially again you know what I mean yeah for sure but it is that balance it's like you want to be smart about what you're doing but you also want to live your life because you can get hit by a bus tomorrow so exactly it is such a hard balance right because sometimes you sway all the way one way you're like okay but you're likely not going to be hit by a bus tomorrow so I need you not to spend every penny (laughs) but then (laughs) then, (laughs) yeah you're right you know but then you're like then you're like okay you're you're preparing for the future that's all you're doing and you're like you're not living for today it's it's definitely I think uh, a pendulum swing that I'm always trying especially me as a Libra I always try to find my balance like okay of living life and enjoying but also like recognizing there might be more life so let's prepare yes any any fun things in the news? Any despicable news? <laughs> oh, there's ooh, despicable. Yeah, we can start with the despicable. There is a I, I giggled at this, this headline. I'm really surprised it was a New York Times story. But so there is this group. Wait, let me pull up the um the actual lead of this story. There's this group called Pop Out Boys, a rap collective from Bed Stuy in Brooklyn. Apparently, so a rap collect they like write music and put out mixtapes or whatever. They wrote a rap song about their credit card fraud ring. Oh my gosh. Um, some of the lyrics were were in their credit card fraud was that you can go online the dark internet and you can like buy credit card numbers. So whenever you hear like Home Depot credit card members got their, you know, information hacked. What happens with all that, like when these scammers steal thousands and millions of um, credit card numbers and information, they'll post them on the dark web and they'll sell them like 100 bucks for this credit card with $1,000 limit, 500, 500 bucks for Stacey Brown with a $10,000 limit, you know. So these guys would go online, to, um, buy these credit cards and then go rack up. They racked up more than $250,000 worth of goods from Barney's and Saks Fifth Avenue wow. over, the, over the last year. But <laughs> the fact that they wrote a song, this is – I don't even know if I'm going to get the – I'm not a rapper. My little brother is, so pardon me. But the lyrics are, I'm cracking cards because I'm a scammer. 
watch the money do a backflip early morning at Saks Fifth. Yes. You see it. You want it. You have it. <laughs> yes, Mandy. You better you better give us that rap piece. <laughs> what idiots. Um, right. So they got caught. <laughs> Obviously. I don't know what, what is wrong because, you know, right now, like on Instagram, that's like the funny, cute thing to talk about that you're a scammer. Like, you know, basically. It's well, well, the Instagram comedians, I follow a lot of Instagram comedians and like that's, they do a lot of skits, like making, you know, teasing at that. But there's a lot of scammers back in the day before, uh, before I guess it became digital. It was the bootleggers. Oh yeah. You know, like, so there's always a, like the get over people, like even Superman, he would tell me like, oh, like we would drive past someone and he'd be like oh such and such must be out of jail i'm like well who's that he's like oh that's the is the bootleggers and the boosters so the boosters are the people who go to the mall and steal like boosting is like stealing like you know products and stuff mm-hmm. and then come back to come back to wherever and sell them and i'm like so i guess now things have gone online and it's, like it's so much easier now yeah what like someone well it was like old school but someone stole my credit card did i talk about that the other day uh, i don't think so so I went to the laundromat and I dropped my credit card at the laundromat. And I knew I did because when I got in the car and I drove, like I was going to like Marshall to return something. And before I got out of the car, I was looking for my credit card and I said, hey, it's missing. Well, I haven't gotten out of the car since the laundromat. It must be there. Drove back. It's like a five minute drive away. Came in, was like, hey, do y'all have my card? And they were like, no, we don't have it. So anyway, fast forward 10 minutes later, I go home to check my balance. And I thought maybe I dropped it in the car, but I couldn't find it. I checked my balance. There's someone who ordered $40 worth of cheesesteak. Like, what are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty low ambition. Yes. $40 worth, $37.99 to be a fact, worth of cheesesteak from some cheesesteak place. And I was like, okay. And I called the credit card companies, obviously, and like, you know, quickly um, canceled my card and, you know, reported the fraud. And in the morning, I saw I had another charge. I'm like, how is this possible? But I guess it didn't post right away. It was at the same dry cleaner. I had dropped off my dry cleaning. It cost me 40 bucks. And I saw another charge for 46 bucks. And I'm like, well, that's not me. So I called the dry cleaner and they searched the tapes and they're like, we see you coming in. Oh, Tiffany, we see you throwing your garbage bag that you had your clothes in away. And when you threw it, Tiffany, in the garbage, we see the card fall from your hand. And they're like, okay, we see a client, um, a customer coming after you. We see him pick it up and throw it toward the desk and miss, but he doesn't realize he misses. And then they're like, uh-oh, now we see an employee pick it up. Look to the left, look to the right, pocket the card. <laughs> it was an employee. Yes. And then this employee, because I mean, clearly when God was passing our brains, they were getting cheesesteak. Um, <laughs> this employee went and used the card at the dry cleaner. Yeah. At the same dry cleaners were where you were. Honestly, I would not have been able to find them if they had just stuck to the cheesesteak. But no, they were like, I, let me use it for my friend and like pay for his clothes. So they were, the dry cleaner has literally like 40 cameras, oh, every okay. angle of the dry cleaner. And so they were able to watch them use my card and obviously they were fired and you know so it's all good now but we wouldn't have I mean I would have gotten my money back regardless but now this person is gone and I'm like how dumb you should have just stuck to the cheesesteak and just (laughs) just just enjoyed life (laughs) but you decided you wanted to call your friends and them and say hey come on down girl I got a card and your your laundry is on me (laughs) I'm laughing but I get so angry at that kind of thing Oh, yeah. I hate it when people steal from people. It's just not right. 
I know. It is hard when someone steals from you because it feels so personal, but to them it's impersonal. I guess. I don't know why they want to steal that worthless perfume <laughs> bottle. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I remember there was like in middle school, there was like a rash of, of, of thieves. <laughs> it sounds funny now, but at the time, at a mid- as a middle schooler who saved with your allowance, you finally have five bucks. Losing it is like losing your leg. Wow. So like we would go to gym class and then we didn't even have lockers on our lockers at the gym. You know, you have your, your little locker and your book bag inside your um in your locker and you come back and then all of a sudden, like everybody's money was missing. And we were like, no. And I was like devastated. And we found out it was like a friend of ours. And she was like so nonchalant, like, well, I mean, I wanted to get the doll. <laughs> we were like, girl. <laughs> Where are your parents? Yes. And so it was just crazy. It's like how we caught her because, you know, middle schoolers are so extra. Someone was like, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to, I'm going to hide in the bathroom after everybody goes into gym. I'll put my legs on the, um, on the toilet and we're going to see who comes in after. And that's how we caught her. Oh my God. (laughs) 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 And confronting her with our own middle school. I don't even know if we told the teacher. I think we were just like, you know, like we had like an intervention, like what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wonder if she's still a thief to this day. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's it's easy to tell. And I mean, honestly, like when someone steals your credit card, if you still have it, you can easily like get the money back. The bank you usually are protected, especially if it's credit. Yeah. But like it's scary. It becomes scary when like this happened to me is um, someone just hacked my social security number and they just opened up a whole other like a Chase credit card wow. when I was like 18 or 19. But when I had just turned 18, 19. Um, and I didn't realize it because I didn't own the card. So I didn't like think to go check that account. I didn't realize it until I moved to New York was renting an apartment, wanted to rent an apartment and they check your credit and they were like, um, so you have this $12,000 limit on this card from 2005 that has been, you know, in default or delinquent for like seven, however many years, seven, eight years. Oh. And it was, and it ruined my, it like completely was destroying my credit. Um, what'd but, you do? Oh, so I, I filed errors on all my, so you have the three credit reports. I went to all. I went to freecreditreport.com or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I filed errors in all three accounts, and I had the fraud taken off. Like they deleted it when I, okay. you know, complained. But at the, but I still had to like beg um, my the uh, the landlord to give me the apartment because that okay. kind of stuff takes a long time. I think yeah. I think the credit reporting agencies have like thirty days to get back to you if you are. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I'm working. <laughs> yes. Oh, Real life Mandy, y'all. See what's happening? Oh, Mandy speaks Spanish too. We're going to keep this in. I don't want her to edit this out. This is amazing. Gracias. So, Hold if on. this happens to you guys, just know that okay, if someone gracias. steals your credit, if someone um, takes your identity, this is why it's so important, guys. I'm so Mandy. I've been doing a. I don't want to. I don't want to leave that in. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yes, God. leave it in, Mandy. Leave it in. It's good. It's real. It's gritty. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I don't want breakfast. I'm not hungry. All right. Anyway, let me go back. What was I saying? No, go back. Let's keep it. It's good. People are gonna love it. I promise you. <laughs> oh my God. This is what it's like living with your in-laws, people. No, you they just, breakfast. They just burst into your room when you're working. Yay. <laughs> you could be naked. Like wait. My boobs are out. <laughs> oh my god! I know she's 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 a very soft knocker. I didn't even hear her knocking while I was talking. Tell oh, my story. Anyway, <laughs> no, um, it's go it's ahead. good that you that you no, because I was just giving an example that yes, that if this happens, this is why it's so important to really check your credit report periodically throughout the year. 
Oh, so important. Yeah. And and I completely was, um, I had never checked it before. So I that that guy checking my credit was the first time my credit had been checked by anybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> by anybody. But yeah, I ended up having to write him a letter and ask him to give me a chance. Like, please, I promise it's fraud, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it worked. But that was my uh, my my first and last time having that happen to me. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Imagine that, that person, there are people who have had their credit stolen and people buy, get mortgages. Oh, yeah, I bet. Get like, I remember, like, I think I went to one of those kiosks at the mall. I was getting my very first, uh, don't don't play me or don't judge me. I was getting a pager. <laughs> oh, well, that's useful. More useful than Paris Hilton Cologne. I know, but I'm like, how old am I getting a damn pager? <laughs> so anyway, he used my account and stuff information to get to open like pagers and cell phones or whatever up in like his friend's name. And meanwhile, I was getting the bill at the house confused. Like, why is this bill coming? My dad's like, what is this? I was like, I don't know. When, when I went back to him, he was like, I don't know. But it was that, that was so easy to be um, tracked. So I like called his boss and he was like, uh, so the guy um, who turned all his friends pagers and stuff on in my name, you know, got obviously fired because I was able to bring in the bills that were still coming to my house. Like if he was smart, he would have sent the bills to his friend's houses. Cause they had like his friend's name, like, Hey, Jean Paul, but Tiffany's payment information. Like, did you think I was going to pay this? Like, how did you, how was this working in your, <laughs> how were you assuming this was going to work for you? And so he got fired, but yeah, it's just really important to check your credit reports regularly. Is it annualcreditreport.com? I believe that's where you can get it for free. Um, and if you yes. can do that, yeah. Yeah. What did I say before? I don't even, I was like distracted by the knocking, um, <laughs> annualcreditreport.com is where you can get them all for, for free. But, and when my stuff was stolen, that was like pre, before we had sites like Credit Karma where you can sign up and they would have pinged me saying, Hey Mandy, we noticed you have a new hard pull in your account and there's a new Chase credit card. And I would have been like, I didn't open that card and exactly. I could have, uh, I could have got on top of it. Live and learn. <laughs> I know. Any oh. other despicable news or good news? Well, good news, you know, speaking of credit court, uh, credit scores, and you know how all these credit card companies like American Express, Bank of America, Barclay Card, City Chase, all, most of them have, if you're a customer, they give you some sort of free FICO score. Mm-hmm. But Discover this yeah. past week or so, they became the first one to give everybody and their mama a free credit score. Yes. If you go to discover.com. And of course, they're doing it with the hope that while you're there, you might, you know, they're probably going to yeah, yep. sign up for whatever Discover It card or whatever kind of credit cards. But you don't have to, you can ignore all that yeah. and go on there if you want. And I believe it is your Experian FICO score. Okay. They, they offer you your TransUnion FICO score if you are one of their customers for the, the wide open access FICO score. It's Experian. The only reason it matters that it's Experian and not TransUnion, and and so there's a three major credit bureaus. And when it comes to these like free FICO scores and stuff, you aren't getting your free FICO score from all three bureaus. You're getting them yeah. from one, and they mm-hmm. sh- they should be about the same in all three. But it's really best to know your score from each of the three credit reporting bureaus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's better than nothing. It is. I think uh, Credit Karma, what do they give? I think they give Equifax and, and, and TransUnion. Is yeah, that what Credit Karma? They do too, yeah. I don't know which ones exactly, but there's okay. definitely, they're the ones that have the, t- they have two different credit reporting bureaus, which I think is better than any of the others. Yeah. Um, so it's just good though. Everybody, there's no excuse not to know your score. But I mean, I think you mentioned this before that you have to just be mindful that versus thinking that this is your final hardcore number, this is more like a credit score esque 
estimate, right? Because if you go, you're never a nick for magnify money. Your new boss. Whoop, whoop. I remember him saying that like the only way you'll know a hundred percent for sure is when you hit that lender and the lender pulls your score. You know that's the one. But it's true. Oh, and just know, a quick thing about the credit karma. That's not your FICO score. It's some more of like a um, credit karma and the credit sesames. They use their own like they use their own algorithm or mathematical equation to come up with your score, and it's supposed to be close to what your FICO is. Mm-hmm. But when I whenever I've gotten my FICO score checked by, I think I've done it through Bank of America and American Express, Capital One. It's mm-hmm. always been lower than what credit karma, like by about twenty points, which isn't so bad. But I don't know if it's, um, but it's it's I guess good for me to know. Because FICO yeah. is the score that every, like the real, like when you're getting real a mortgage, mortgage. that's mm-hmm. what they really use, the FICO score. So, yeah. But credit karma, I will say, and the sites like that, like the Sesames and all them, those things are good for not not just your score or like, you know, your score adjacent, but for learning the why. That's what I like about those those like educational sites. Like, well, why is my score this way? What are the components of my credit score? Totally. And I love, my favorite thing about Credit Karma is that you can put in, like, what's going to happen if I open a new credit card? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, that's breakfast. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Superman in the kitchen. Yes. Oh, my God. I could just see him running for the, um, for the um, what's it called? Like, oh, my God, running because you, know, you can press the button on the, um. <laughs> and I know he's like, oh, God, Tiffany's taping. She's going to be mad at me. <laughs> This has just been a day of family interruptions. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting in Supergirl's purple and pink room under her door of the Explorer lamp. Like, so this is where I'm taping today. <laughs> this is real life, people. Sunday and the Casa de Tiffany and Casa de Mandy. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, I have one last little bit of good news, too. Uh, you know, okay. so I feel like whenever I fly Delta, it's just gotten worse. But the service and the, everything costs money. You want to breathe? That'd be five cents. You know what I mean? But they just um, on starting July one, they're going to be making all their movies and TV and stuff on the plane free. Awesome! Free in-flight movies on ninety percent of its planes. So go ahead, Delta. No, that's good because it does get very annoying to be nickels and dimes to death. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. I thought so too. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So what do you, it's brown break, brown boost time? Yes, ma'am. Brown break, brown boost, brown break, brown boost. I am giving a brown, I think, did I break last time? Well, I'm going to give a boost. A brown boost to Essence Fest. Just because I'm speaking this year and I'm super duper excited and I've never been. So for those of you who are Essence Fest heads, you know, definitely tweet me. 
Um, we tweet us at the BA podcast or tweet me at the budget Nisa to tell me kind of like what are some of the you got to do this or you got to eat this. Um, I've been to New Orleans before, but as far as like Essence Fest is concerned, because although I'll be speaking, you know, I'll have a lot of downtime and I want to make the most of the fest. So I'm brown boosting that. Oh, when is it? Next week? No, no. It's uh, it's always July 4th weekend. Oh, coming up in a Mm -hmm. month. I know. So I'm excited to go because I just know that I'm going to get to see. I think I read somewhere that Essence Festival is the largest music festival in the nation with like last time they had over 500, 600,000 um, people come to New Orleans for oh, Essence wow. I know that's crazy, right? Is it outdoors? Um, um, I don't know. I've never been. But I, I'm, I'm assuming there's like a convention hall that they have. I'm sure they have some outdoor things and some indoor things. I don't know. Um, I'm, I am nervous about the New Orleans um, heat because, you know. Oh, my God. I know. Like, whoo, child. Last time I went to New Orleans, I've been to New Orleans twice. I didn't even know that I was. Um, What is that thing when you... Not heat deprivation. What is that like when you're heat Sensitive. stroke? No, yeah. like you get like um allergic. No, <laughs> Some, there's heat allergies. It's the real I thing. Know, but I'm laughing because we're like playing like the like I'm playing like the game that I play with my dad when he doesn't remember something, and I'm naming all these random things. <laughs> and I'm like toilet paper, tissue, curtain. He's like no. Anyway, I had like nearly like a heat stroke. I didn't even realize that I was um, dehydrated. dehydrated. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and I was like stumbling in the street. It, like somebody pulled me to the side. I guess they know that a lot of tourists don't realize when they get dehydrated. And she was like, "You're dehydrated." And she pulled me into this bar and they gave me like water and had me sit down. And I was like, "Wow, this New Orleans um heat is no joke." So yeah, so tell me what I need to like bring, what I need to do to prepare, and I cannot wait to see y'all. You know, at conferences, it's super, it's really hard to stay hydrated, I found. You need to bring, like, a water bottle around because not every, like, session has water. And then the lunch times, I drink so much water when I'm at my desk at work just because I'm, like, in control of everything. But, I mean, I'm just going to do a PSA. Bring your own water bottle when you go to okay. these conferences. Bring a camel pack, whatever you got to do. You know those, those yeah. like, the backpacks that has a straw <laughs> attached and you just, you know. No, we're not doing all that. I'm just realizing Nola is like when we really became friends. Remember? It has a special place in our it does in our relationship. It does. <laughs> we were like, so there's a conference going on, but we don't want to go in any classes. Want to take a walk? <laughs> I love skipping classes during a conference. It's my favorite yes, thing. It is my favorite thing, and it was so nice. Oh my goodness, yeah, it was so nice. Well, while, while you are essence festing and being fabulous, I'm going to be in the woods in the Poconos with some friends. Ooh. We are nice. we aren't even we started out originally as like doing an annual Fourth of July camping trip and we've you know how hard it is to keep traditions up when you're getting older and your friends are getting married and stuff's happening like mm-hmm. I, I'm really proud that we've kept up this tradition but this year it's it's become so far from camping like this year we're going to be in a house has five bedrooms it's gorgeous <laughs> um, it's like a little mansion in the woods and. But our our very first camping trip, we did it in New Jersey, and it was like the hottest record, hottest <laughs> week in history, or something. We were on this hard, unforgiving asphalt. Like there was nothing to do. There was one little lake, but there were so many babies in it, and you just knew it was full of feces. And like, <laughs> Fun time. It just like oh my god, it was it was such like it was like a five seven day, um, like a six Yikes. or seven. It was too long and. Yeah, just progressively we've gotten older and we've I mean, like, it's yeah, like past the house. point of glamping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, we're actually gonna be visiting a house. So like, well, but how's that camping? Well, we're gonna go outside every once in a while and barbecue. We're gonna have a s'more. <laughs> no, that sounds awesome though. 
Yes, ma'am. So what about um, you? Are you boosting or breaking? I'm going to take a break this week. Okay. And it's been a slow, it's been a slow building um, rage inside of me um, directed toward Uber. Ooh. I feel like every time I go to take an Uber that I have been taking an Uber in the past few months, it's been surge pricing. Oh, it's 2 p.m. Surge pricing. Oh, it's 5 a.m. in the morning. Surge pricing. I woke up on a Sunday. At a, I slept over a friend's house in Brooklyn. Woke up on Sunday at 7 a.m. Surge pricing. 7 a.m. on a Sunday? Yeah, that's just. It's too much. And it can be like three, four times the average or the um the going rate and that's when you're talking about a twenty dollar cab right you can easily spend like over a hundred bucks that's which is crazy so that's why because you're in New York so but you're right though whenever I go to New York what I don't like is a lot of Uber drivers will do this it won't be surge and then they'll drop you and then you'll have to like recall them and you're like oh it's surge now yeah so I'll just take a cab have you tried Lyft well. Um, I, I haven't tried Lyft, but here's what I discovered in my rage. So when I was in Brooklyn, my one of my best friends told me, why don't you just use this app called Way to Ride? And it's um, Way to with the number two ride. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's in any st- uh, cities outside of New York, but it's literally like an Uber for yellow cabs. It works oh. the exact same way because when I, I was like way out in like nowhere Brooklyn, I wasn't going to find a cab if I went out and like hailed it, you know, mm-hmm. but it calls a cab. It shows cabs in your area. And it, it you can hail a cab and you link your credit card to it and you just pay through the app. And it works just like Uber but without any surge pricing. Ooh. So I'm done I like with it. I don't use Uber anymore. I'm done. I'm all about way to ride. Ooh, Uber better be careful. See, I'm hearing a lot of pushback with Uber. So you're not the first person. And if they're not careful, I think Uber thinks we're the only game in town. But it's like, look, sis, you know, it's not going to be difficult to replicate what you're doing. Or for like places like I read this article that Austin, Texas had basically kicked Uber out or made it so difficult for them to be successful there. They're no longer there. People were annoyed with Uber. Like in Newark, did you see that um, the mayor was like, no, Uber, you can't go to the airport and you can't go to our main. Like we have a, a Penn station here in Newark, which is our main train station. And um, Uber sent out all these flyers and messages and emails and radio spots basically asking us to pressure the mayor to like let Uber stay. And I'm like, you got the wrong city. Newark does not care. <laughs> <laughs> People in Newark are like, if I get one more damn flyer, they do not care. They were like, girl. Well, what's funny is like taxi drivers weren't exactly the heroes of metropolitan life before yeah. Uber came around. But they've almost made it like they're, they are the heroes. Like, I want to support the yellow cab. Let me screw Uber. Like Uber's <laughs> become the big corporate giant, mm-hmm. like stealing business from the little man. And uh, it's kind of, I think, yeah, it's backfiring on them. Yeah. And and the thing is, though, when you start that, you start a company to help people who otherwise might not have gotten help. And now you've lost you've lost the core purpose of your mission. Once you lose that, it's like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be so I can afford to get around and I have to worry. Now you're you're literally the opposite. It's like, um, uh, you remember you ever read that book, Animal Farm? I ha- oh god, not in years. <laughs> yeah, I with, the, with the with the pig, like the allegory about the animals. Yeah, yes, like the animals were like the farmers are so mean, and then eventually the animals started moving into the farmhouse and started treating the other animals like like but they then, were. Farmers. But then they became the farmers. Yep. Yes. So Uber, you are Animal Farm. <laughs> that was on my. That was like that was like taking me back to like sixth grade li- literature <laughs> canon. <laughs> yeah, that was a good book though. But yeah, so yes, Uber is like the new animal farm. You boo, can hashtag Uber, that. boo. Hashtag boo, Uber. <laughs> Fight the man. Fight the startup. All right, I'm done. I'm off my. All right. Got you. It was too much.
Keys in a car. Brown ambition. Dun, 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 dun. No, that's Beverly Hills Cop. But you know, we can mix it. It's fine. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start from the beginning. So he, this is our PSA, you guys. We want your questions. We want to know what your questions are about your money, your career, your relationships, you're going on vacation, you want tips, anything you want to know, send us a question at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Do not be shy. (laughs) So now it's time for wins. Wins, y'all. Oh, look at Mandy. Go ahead, Mandy. See, I... I see you warmed up with the rap earlier. So, you know, you're feeling yourself. Go ahead. You're feeling yourself. I'm feeling myself. <laughs> I think I might be good at it. Like spoken word. I'm going to see Hamilton. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm Finally. so jealous. Oh, I, when I tell you I bought these tickets in September, I'm not kidding. In Ugh. September. That's how far in advance I bought these tickets. And I, I bought them for my fiance for his birthday, which is June 28th. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can hold a secret. By February, I was just like, I blew it. I, I told him. <laughs> You're like, like, I can't hold it in anymore. <laughs> you know what sidebar where I'm going to go see, which I'm super excited about? Um, I wasn't going to go, but then I saw the clips. I'm totally going to the Bad Boy Reunion concert when they come to Newark. Can, I'm you, so... can you say all that again? I think maybe when it's ta- you talk loud, you turn into Darth Vader. Ooh, okay. Like your mic doesn't like it. <laughs> so I'm super excited and I didn't think I was going to go, but then I saw all the video clips on social media and I'm going to the bad boy reunion concert when they come to Newark and the clips just brought me back to like college. I was like, oh my gosh, like this, I'm going to get my entire life. I'm going to do all my old dances from the <laughs> 2000s and like, oh my God, I just, you have no idea how excited I am. And I asked Superman if he wanted to go. And I was showing him the clips and I could just, we both just started dancing like, what, what, what? <laughs> so I was like, so that's a yes, right? <laughs> so we're going to go and I'm super, super duper, duper excited. Who's all going 112? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is this? Total? Is it Total? No, it's, yeah, Total, 112, Diddy. I don't know if Mace is there, but Luke. I just saw like, Mace on GMA. He must be doing it. Oh my God. I have no, you have no idea. Like that is like, that's like literally the peak of my like, my young adulthood where like all like when Diddy reigned it was like to be able to relive that and know every song and just like dance and vibe that's when back when people used to dance and not like be so self-conscious about it I just oh I'm gonna get my life honey I'm wearing comfortable shoes I'm dancing it makes it brings me back to like when I used to actually watch MTV Spring Break yes and they would be like 112 would perform it like every single day <laughs> or maybe it was just a rerun I don't know <laughs> but it was like peaches and cream and I was like I want to be there on the beach of Panama City which is like the worst place on the planet <laughs> 12 year old oh me God. you're right like oh I want to be there so I can take my life that's and fun. send my ear <laughs> no that's just I cannot wait like but it's not until September but I think um a friend of mine is actually getting a box and she was like if you want to go everybody can chip in I'm like yes I'm gonna have the full-on like experience with oh, food swank yeah, I know. Because, you know, usually me, because me and Superman were talking about it, and we, like, don't, we're always, we're pretty frugal. And I was like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this little sport for ourselves. Well, that's fun. Good for you guys. Yeah. Well, my win this week, one, I guess I'm going to try and do two wins. Or Speaking of musicals, I saw on Wednesday The Color Purple for the second time. Um, well, the second time I saw that was my the very first Broadway show I ever saw when I when I came to New York when I was nineteen was The Color Purple with Fantasia, 
And it was amazing. I know I, I don't remember everything about the play, but I remember crying and like having a real moment. Aww. And because I've had some time off in between jobs, my favorite thing to do is go see movies and plays by myself. So I and like at random times, like 2 p.m. or whatever. So I got ticket to the 2 p.m. Wednesday matinee show. And I had heard good things about it. You know, Jennifer Hudson isn't in it anymore, but the actress who replaced her, Heather Heady, she like originated the role of Nala, the Lion King. Mm. And everyone was so excited about her playing Suge Avery, you know, the, the uh, like the jazz singer, the lounge singer in the play. Mm-hmm. I had like as close to a like spiritual awakening as I've ever had in this play. Like I almost went directly from the theater to the nearest church. And really? like, <laughs> yeah, it was so good. I was, and I was already sort of going through some stuff and I was kind of emotional when I, the last half hour because of the, the actress who plays Celie, Cynthia Ervio, who was mm-hmm. like, I, re- I found out later was British. She gives such an amazing performance. You I just like was almost if I had had room, I would have been on my knees, like doing the Holy Spirit wave. Like and I've never Mm. I've like never felt compelled to do that before. But it was so there. She just had these moments in the play, you know, when Celie and Celie's character, she starts off as being abused by first her father and then her husband and being told she's ugly and worthless and stupid and slow. And her kids are taken away from her. Like she there's no character, I don't think, in literature that's been beaten down more than Celie. Yeah. And then at the end, when she finally comes into her own, and I don't know if you haven't seen it, no spoilers, but she comes into her own, she's running a successful business, and she has this moment where she stands on the stage, and she just says, I'm beautiful, but she screams it, and everybody in the theater got up and, and like, cheered, everybody, at, like, 3 p.m. on a Wednesday. It was amazing, and, um, yeah, I just had to do a little shout-out. So that cast, extraordinary. If you have money, spend it on this. I think my ticket, I got orchestra seat for 100 bucks. Okay. So they're not bad. Well, I wanted to share that young boy. Uh, oh, K- yeah, go ahead. Kevante. I know we're saying his name wrong. Kevante King. Kevante. I'm like leaning on you, Mandy. Mandy's like silent, like, hmm, girl, you on your own. <laughs> oh, sorry. I had it up before. I think it was Kevante. It was like Kevante. Kevante's. Anyway, Kevante's King is just this young boy raised by a single mother. He started selling newspapers when he was 12 years old, and he was making approximately about $200 a week. And for the last five years, he's been stashing that money for college. I just thought that was really admirable. And so I just wanted to say, you know, brown ambition win to Mr. King and his mama who raised him. And the fact that, you know, while so many kids are saving money for you know, fun things or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. But Cavantes was really thinking about his future as early as 12 um, and putting money toward college. And so I think that's awesome. You know, I recently, how much did he earn? Like $10,000 a year. Yeah. Doing that. Um, I, you know, you can go on the social security's website. It's like my SSA.gov or something like that. And you can put in your information and they will give you your social security benefits statement. Which, if you're over a certain age, you already get it once every couple of years or so. Yeah. But you can go online and get it for free, download it. It gives you like a whole history of your earnings since when you first started taking earning a paycheck or getting a W-2. And I realized by doing this, like, I don't know, like a year ago or so, that I made like $15,000 at my little dinky high school job at The Gap in the one and a half years I was working there. I don't know where any of that money went. Like. <laughs> I, oh, actually, I do know where it went. It went directly into my closet because they gave us 50% off. Uh, yeah, that's the trick. <laughs> like, you work at these places because you're like, I want to say, and you end up buying clothes. And they're like, thank you for giving your paycheck right back to us. And I totally could have. I graduated with. I graduated from college with only about 
$8,000 in student loan debt, I definitely could have saved up and, and had enough for college. I don't know if that's true now because college is getting more and more expensive. For sure. My, but... little, my little brother went to the same school I went to. And what granted, he was he was a fifth-year senior, but he graduated with four times as much debt. Yeah. Isn't just, that so crazy? a few when, years later. When you think about it, just like how college, like what is it going to be by the time, like if we have kids when they get older, it's going to be a million dollars a year? Seriously. I hope yeah. not. Well, hopefully when, you know, with the election, vote with your feet, people, or no, vote with your ballots, people, whatever. Yeah. Um, listen to what the candidates say about their plans for, for college education and the cost of college. I don't believe um, Mr. Trump, or he who must not be named, yes, who is currently being sued for his bogus um, Cop school, Trump, Univ- University. Trump University, yeah. Um, I don't think he even has so much as an iota of a, a college debt plan. Um Whereas Hillary Clinton months and months and months and months ago released her college compact plan, which has, I think, a pretty smart um, con, con – what's the word? Comprehensive <laughs> plan um, to, to reduce the cost of college and Bernie Sanders too. So anyway, I'm just saying if you're woke about college, get woke. Yeah, stay woke. Stay woke. But this is that's – a, that's a really cool story. Paperboy. Yeah, Mr. King. Oh, and, and rest in peace, rest in power to um, Muhammad Ali. Oh, we didn't even, you know how I found out he passed away? I was, we got up early yesterday to go into Queens and we took the bus and we passed by the Apollo Theater. Mm-hmm. And I saw like the Apollo Theater in Harlem has, um, you know, in dedication or in memory of Muhammad Ali. And I was like, wait, this is a mistake. He's not dead. And everyone's like, yeah, he died this morning. Get with it, woman. Oh, yeah. That's so sad. You know what, I, what Muhammad Ali, what, what? I truly took away from him because he was just so outspoken and so unapologetically um, sure of himself. And I just, I like that, that in business, because, you know, and people always want to tell you, like, let your work speak for itself. You don't have to tell nobody, but, and which is cool for some brands. um, But, you know, Muhammad Ali just made it that, like, no, if you think you're dope, say you're dope, if that's what you want. You know, like, that's not for everybody, but I like the fact that he was like, I'm the greatest of all. Like, people started calling him that because he called himself that. Mm. And, you know, and I just, I like, like, even though, like, before Kanye went way too much off the grid, I like that Kanye was kind of like, I think I'm dope. Because, you know, so many people are out there will tell you otherwise. So it's just like, okay, if that's how you feel about yourself, then tell the world. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, like, Kanye has definitely taken it to a place where you're just like... He needs medication, but, but yeah, I think that Muhammad Ali was one of the, one of the first people that I've seen that was just so outspoken about, about how he felt about himself and daring other people to say otherwise. I read a good, I read a pretty cool story about how in the eighties, apparently he was, he had just, it was like towards the end of his career. He had just lost a few months before and he heard that there was a man about to throw himself off the ledge at some like corporate building or office building or something. And he like turned his car around and drove all the way there and, and got into the building and like talked this guy off the ledge. Wow. Isn't that cool? And like, you never, yeah. really, you never hear about that kind of stuff. Um, um, so rest in peace, Muhammad, another great loss. Yeah. Great loss indeed. All right. Well, it's been fun BAing with you. Go enjoy your breakfast. Yes, now that it's cold, although I was nibbling between chats. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, my toast is cold. Mama Santos. Oh, man. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. I will talk to you next week, Miss Tiff Tiff.
I'll talk to you too, Miss Man Man. Wait, what? Man Man? I know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> you can cut that out. We have so much to cut out. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.